One of the things that's been going on this week is I've been having a lot of conversations with clients who have been feeling down on themselves. They've been feeling guilty. They've been feeling frustrated. They've been feeling stressed out about the fact that they are not where they want to be. Uh, they feel like they're skimping on their workouts. They're not hitting their calorie goals. They're not tracking their calories. They're not planning or preparing their foods effectively. And that's where the conversation comes to setting realistic expectations. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. I am back after a couple month hiatus, and I have to say that it has been a pretty crazy couple months. As I was talking to the group about here, because I'm recording this in our live Smart Nutrition Made Simple Facebook group, I was talking to the group about the fact that we ran a live event in November and frankly, it really took everything that we had to make that event successful to the degree that I had to back off of a lot of the commitments that I had made to myself and to you guys, which I'm not proud of, but it is what it is. And so I have dedicated myself, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, to just showing up for you from here on out. And I was explaining how there was just a myriad of things that happened today that despite the fact that I, I did record this earlier, I pulled the plug. I wasn't proud of the content that I had created. And so as I had promised, I'm showing up again to do this uh, regardless of the turnout, this sucker is going live. And so I appreciate you tuning in. Today we are talking about how to uh, prioritize your time and your health uh, as we move forward into 2022, I'm recording this here at the end of the year, and it has been a couple months since I've done a live. And so um, I'm excited to get back in this. We've got a lot of fun stuff on tap for 2022. Our business is growing by leaps and bounds. We brought on uh, another coach who I'll introduce you to. We've got a lot of exciting things going on in our Facebook group. Uh, we are going to be running a 21-day no-alcohol challenge starting at the beginning of the new year, which I'll share more about uh, next week. We're going to be running another six-month scholarship starting in February. Um, we're adding new members to our team, uh, which I'm. we're just very, very excited about. With that said, there's a lot of irons in the fire. And I think, if I'm being honest here, is part of me recording this episode is probably speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you. As far as what can I realistically prioritize? What am I committing to? What are kind of some realistic expectations for me uh, as we move into quarter one of this year? And, and one of the things that's been going on this week is I've been having a lot of conversations with clients who have been feeling down on themselves. They've been feeling guilty. They've been feeling frustrated. They've been feeling stressed out about the fact that they are not where they want to be. They feel like they're skimping on their workouts. They're not hitting their calorie goals. They're not tracking their calories. They're not planning or preparing their foods effectively. And that's where the conversation comes to setting realistic expectations. And so to give you an example, um, 
one of the things that we've been talking about is um, establishing clarity around what it is that we want to accomplish, right? If you were with us at the event, and one of the things that I've been talking a lot more about in our coaching practice is the idea of nutritional seasons and saying there's times when we're going to push hard, there's times when we need to ease back, there's times when we're going to be in maintenance, there's times when we're going to be in kind of what we call metabolic restoration, there's going to be muscle gaining phases, there's going to be all of these different nuanced periods of time. And I think it's really important for us to identify what phase, what nutritional cycle or nutritional season we're in. Now here, as I record this here, it's December 15th, we are in the last month of the year. Uh, This season for most people is simply a period of maintenance. It would be pretty unreasonable and frankly pretty irresponsible for me to have the majority of people, unless they are very, very experienced, dialed in, and committed to be in a dieting phase. And so with that said, and and I have a kind of a a loose four-part framework that I put together for this prioritization conversation, but one of the things is, is just simply saying, well, what are our expectations for this period of the year? For most people, it's simply being in a maintenance period. And a maintenance period simply means, okay, well, this is kind of where our energy input and our energy output fall into alignment. We are not necessarily focused on losing fat. We're not necessarily focused on gaining muscle. We're focused on kind of doing the main things that need to get done in order for us to maintain our weight. We want to be able to have flexibility and freedom with our nutrition choices. We still want to be able to move to the degree that we can to maintain our current weight loss goals. And, you know, we want to do all of the things that Uh, frankly, we want to be able to do. There's more Christmas parties. There's more time with kids as they get out of school. For a lot of us, we have a lot more work commitments. We have deadlines in this Q4 that we want to hit before the year's end. And so for most people, in my experience, this is not a time to be focused on fat loss. Now, as I have these conversations with clients and, and friends, a lot of people are really hard on themselves. And what I'm hearing is that, again, they're experiencing frustration and guilt and stress around the fact that they're not getting in all of their workouts. They're not hitting their calorie goals. They're not managing their calorie tracking. They're not getting in all of their steps, to which the question becomes, well, what is sort of the minimum effective dose that we need to be hitting in order for you to maintain these goals, right? See, so often we put unnecessary and unrealistic expectations on ourselves as a product of not having clarity around what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And so as we work backwards and we hash out the conversation around well, what is kind of the minimum that we need to do, then we almost get to a position where it becomes acceptable, it becomes okay, it becomes tolerable for, frankly, the amount of of work that they're doing and or not doing, right? I hope that makes sense. And then second to that is saying, is it even feasible with the influx of responsibilities on your plate for you to make that type of commitment? Right? And so often when we do take a step back and we start to hash out what the schedule looks like. So let, let me give you an example is I have a mom of, I think she has four, she might even have five kids. Um, so um, uh, we'll just say a busy mom who is, you know, she's frustrated because she's not getting her workouts in um, and she's not hitting her steps and, and you know, 
She's having a hard time kind of tracking her calories, which are some of the things that we established would be reasonable for her to commit to this time of year. Now, with that said, is she's had a, a, a big influx of responsibility on her plate. And so when we actually hash out what her schedule looks like, there's literally not enough time in the day for her to do all of the things that she has put on her plate. All of the things in her mind that she says she needs to and wants to do is frankly impossible. Right? And so when we can objectively understand and see that in front of us, then it becomes a product of saying, well, okay, now that's just being unrealistic, right? And then when we understand that we're being unrealistic, then we can absolve ourselves of the frustration and the guilt and the shame and the stress around not doing all of the things that in our mind we think we need to do, right? Which is where it becomes, okay, well, then realistically, what can I commit to now that I have kind of my, uh, well, this is what we call our non-negotiables. And so that's step two here. The step one is setting realistic expectations again for the time of year, for the nutrition season that we're in. And then number two is, is what are our non-negotiables for her? It's, well, I have to take the kids to school and then I have the young one at home and then I have to prepare meals and then I have to go pick the kids up and then I have to run errands and do all of these things that are just part of her schedule that are non-negotiable for her, which means that then we need to bookend or at least look at the times that she has control over to plug in the needle movers. Uh, by understanding our non-negotiables, then it puts us in a position to really be honest with ourselves and realistic about, okay, well, what are the actual periods of time during the day that I do have control over, that I can make decisions that are gonna help move the needle. And then what do those decisions look like? And that brings us to number three, which is focusing on the big needle movers first, right? What are the things that I can focus on that are going to make the biggest difference in my goals? For example, a lot of times, Let's just say we have a one hour block. Let's say we have a, a lunchtime block and perhaps there's just not a lot of other times during the day that you have control over during this period of your life. Well, a lot of people would say, okay, I'm going to leverage that one hour to go to the gym, right? I'm going to hit that five days a week, but they realize that they're falling short on their meal prep, on their shopping, on um, hitting their calories consistently, on staying within their calorie boundaries. They find that they're eating out too frequently, in which case I would challenge that assertion to say, you know what, what if we actually took a step back from training and we use that one hour a couple, maybe three times a week to shop, to prep, and to prepare your foods, or maybe simply you're going out and you're picking up pre-prepared meals, or you're leveraging that time to place an Instacart order, right? Whatever it is, we know that nutrition is going to be one of the biggest needle movers because it's something that you're doing, you know, eating three or four or five times a day, whereas exercise, as I've spoken to ad nauseum, is not a great weight loss tool. Yes, it's healthy. Yes, you feel good. Yes, it's great for body composition improvement. But if we're not focusing on the biggest needle movers, which uh, depending on the person could revolve around their nutrition, it could revolve around improving their sleep habits. It could revolve around managing their stress. It could revolve around just, just getting enough steps in per day. That's where it's about identifying what those are and prioritizing those in the process around those non-negotiable movers. And then the fourth step in the process here is is habit stacking and multitasking. And so this brings us to identifying, okay, once we've set realistic expectations, we've determined
mentioned our non-negotiables. I know I need to be at work at eight. Um, I know I don't get home until 5.30. I've already established that I'm going to pick up meals or have meals delivered because it's, it's worth my time to do that because I simply don't have time to prepare this time of year, whatever that looks like to say, okay, well, what needs to be in place in our day? Perhaps it's I need to make sure that I'm, you know, getting up at 5.30 a.m. so that I can go get my workout in. And what sort of habits are we implementing? What does your wake up routine look like? Okay, if you're if your alarm set for 530, um, how are we ensuring that that becomes non-negotiable? Well, if we take a step back and we say, okay, well, what time are you going to bed? Because so many people in their mind say, okay, I'll get up in the morning and I'll work out and they never do it. Right. Is it that? The alarm went off and you just hit it and snoozed because you kept staying up late watching TV with your partner um, or putzing around on social media. And yes, we're all guilty of that. So I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to all of us. Uh, but is it that you're consistently going to bed too late? Okay, let's take a step back. So what time do we need to reasonably be asleep? In which case we're committing to turning the TV off at 9 p.m. and lights out at 9.30 so that we can get up at 5.30, which means that in order for lights out or, or computer off, iPad off to be, be off at nine, okay, what's the step before that? And what are the current habits that I have in place revolving around perhaps dinner? Is dinner's done, we do the dishes, I load the dishwasher, and then what's the next step? Like if I do that consistently every night and that's an ingrained habit, maybe then I go and I brush my teeth. Right, we've all do that every single day. Hopefully, we brush our teeth one or multiple times a day. Right, we typically don't need reminders for that, but it's just an ingrained habit. So, how do we take that habit and then stack something onto it to say, okay, after I brush my teeth at night, I pull out my gym clothes and I'm going to lay them out, or I'm going to put them in my gym bag, um, or I'm going to make sure I have my music set on my phone. My alarm's going to be set, and then I'm going to pull out my journal and I'm going to do ten minutes of journaling or that's when I go have some time with my partner and we can have some quiet time or that's when I read a book or whatever that looks like. And that's essentially the act of building one habit upon the next to the degree that all of the things that are going to help drive and prioritize your success are implemented in a step-by-step, -step, consistent and systematic fashion. And the more frequently that we can do that, obviously the more successful we're gonna be regardless of how much is on our plate. So that is our four-step framework for prioritizing your time and your health as we move forward in 2022. Make sure you're setting realistic expectations for that, that time of the year. Determine what your non-negotiables are and actually take a calendar. And this is something that Coach Joey laid out in our one-day event, which we'll be sharing the videos for in the near future. But that's is something that we call our smart nutrition planning system. And we'll be sharing this system with you, but essentially actually writing down all of the things that you are responsible for on a daily basis. What's in your control? What's out of your control? And how do we focus on the things that we do actually have control over, right? And that's where it comes to focusing on the big needle movers and then uh, habit stacking in a way that we can start to realistically and consistently implement new habits day in and day out that are going to help us be successful. So I hope that's helpful for you. I appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. Uh, it's good to be back. 
on the podcast. It's good to be back in this Facebook group. If you guys aren't already in the Facebook group and you're listening to the podcast, make sure to head over to smartnutritionmadesimple.com and uh, ask to join the group. I'll let you in right away. Uh, we've got a wonderful group of people in there and I'm giving away literally all of the secrets that we that we utilize with our private one-on-one coaching clients. Uh, to be fair, there aren't any secrets, but there is a time-tested proven methodology that we implement called our Pure Science Proven Results Process. So if you guys want access to that, if you want to know what we're doing successfully with our one-on-one coaching clients, come on over to smartnutritionmadesimple.com, join our group, and feel free to shoot me a message if you have any questions. I'm on social media at BSL Nutrition. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 